gather up. Bulwark ordered. I want eyes everywhere. They clustered together, their backs to scope, and waited. They had each drawn their firearms, and they let their eyes adjust to the sudden light. The ceiling had become one giant light source, so strong they could almost feel its rays beating down on them. Almost. It was as hot as movie lights. And through the heat, the klaxon glare of the alarm grew louder. And so they gathered, with hairpin triggers, watching through the glare, listening for the dinner, for an enemy. There! Bella screamed. As one, they turned and fired, hurtling through the air towards them something all metal wings and razor talons. A giant bird, steely death, and with a start, Jeannie recognized it. Its eyes were huge, out of all proportion to its head, even by raptor standards, giving it the look of a cartoon designed by a homicidal maniac. The hell? That's... Creek Hunter, Bella yelled. It's got an energy cannon. It's real? Jeannie yelled back. It was a goddamn hieroglyphic five minutes ago. The eagle hit the power suit above them as they all reflexively dove to the side. It bounced off and headed up for another dive. That real enough? Bella screeched. Jeannie shot a look toward the massive structure that loomed over them. Sure enough, a large bird-shaped hole was now where the bottle-leafed eagle had been. Real enough, he growled. Bull, you can't shield us from that. Affirmative, Bulwark said. We need cover. They dove as the hunter descended on them, this time firing long, steady blasts that reflected off the armor around them. They scattered again, diving behind power seats. Bella let out a yelp as she tackled Scope to the ground, the blast just missing Scope's head. The smell of scorched hair and metal filled the air. We can't just keep dodging this, Acrobat yelled. Escape or fight? Escape to where? Jeannie yelled back, dodging another blast. Keep moving. Who's got Scope? Here! Bella barked, gripping Scope's arm and leading her desperately through a row of armor. Arms with us, too! Bulwark rose from cover and aimed his gun at the hunter. He fired off three steady shots and cursed as they ricocheted off the robotic bird's massive hull. At least there's only one! Acrobat began. Whatever he was going to say was drowned in the massive crash of an entire row of suits going over. And through the hole in the ranks left. The wolves, Jeannie muttered. Well, this just got festive. Tactical mess. Bulwark prided himself on being able to assess any situation. He glanced around him, mapping the scattered positions of his team. Bella and Harmony were on the run, guiding Scope as best they could from the deadly energy blasts of the hunters. That's right. Hunters. Plural. There were four of them. Jeannie had started off in hot pursuit, but had flagged the attention of one of the wolves. Cursing, Red screamed something about the wolf's mother and led him away from the women. That left Acrobat, a damn weak reed to lean on. Nutness. Disaster. Tactical disaster. Escape route cut off. No obvious plan of attack. The guns were used 
this on crude armor, unless it was heated white-hot first. He wasn't carrying armor-piercing loads, which might have had some effect on the joints, provided he was a good enough shot, which he wasn't. He ran through their options at lightning speed. They didn't have any. He came to the conclusion that Jeannie had been right. This had been ill-advised. The genie was right. He hated when that happened. There were two raptors, circling and descending like missiles on Bella, Harmony, and Scope. And two wolves, one off chasing the elusive genie, which left... The hair on his neck rose in instinctive reaction to a sound his caveman ancestors knew only too well. It's growling. A robot wolf is growling at me. Bulworth never laughed. He shook his head, suppressing an insane thought that this would be the perfect time to start. The growl reverberated with an electronic tinniness, like some demonic speaking spell. Like all the Krieger constructs, the wolf was very art deco and very stylized. Sleek, streamlined curves broken by angular joints. The ears were clearly functioning as antenna, but were too far solidly built to break off, and had been constructed as if the creature had laid them back in anger. The huge lenses of its eyes were protected by overhanging brows of metal that gave a look of rage. There were no nostrils, not even hints of them. But there certainly were teeth. Huge stags of metal ending in little points. Functional. They didn't need to tear, only to pierce. And they could probably pierce anything. It crouched. He heard a whine that was just barely on the edge of his hearing range. It ramped up, the tone going higher. The head swung from side to side, a little. The thing was making sure of its target, which was, of course, him. Probably assessing him for weapons. Bulwark watched him with a clinical level of detachment. Leaning forward, he spread his arms wide and braced himself. His shield flared into existence, defiantly lighting up the area around him, but paled by comparison to before. Before... Perhaps he had been relying too much on harmony of late. The wolf charged. Bulwark leaned into it. The wolf crashed into the shield at full force. There was a slight give, then it flexed out. The wolf flew back and crashed into a line of armor suits, knocking them over like bowling pins, and landed unceremoniously on its back. Growling, it rolled and came back up on its feet, legs spread wide and back arched up defensively. It continued to growl, and Bull heard the whining again. Without harmony to bolster his defenses, he felt that. Not badly, just as if he'd been gut-punched. Still, Take enough punches to the gut, and eventually your insides will begin to bleed. Assessment. Standoff. Advantage. Robot. I will eventually tire. He will not. Bella had found a spot where some of the knocked-over suits had formed a kind of teepee. The young women squirmed into the space in the middle. The hunters couldn't reach them in there, but they couldn't stick as much a finger out without losing it. She took a moment to examine Scope, 
placing a hand calmly over the girl's eyes. No improvement, and through the damage, deeper and saturating everything in her, she was bombarded with Scope's rage. This was a woman with a desperate need to prove herself. It was her constant, the drive that shaped almost everything she was. She could always do better. She had made a mistake earlier and had been saved by acrobat. Ever since, Bella could feel an uncontrollable frustration within the girl, almost deafening at times. It wouldn't happen again, she would make sure of it. And here they were, in a situation where, if she had her eyes, she could fix it. If. Bella sighed. There was nothing to say to her. Scope was in her own personal hell right now. All that Bella could do was keep trying to give her the most important thing back. Her eyes. Where was a jolt of angel juice when you needed it? 3,000 miles away, that's where. So what was left? They were trapped. She could tend to their wounds, but there wasn't much else she had offensively. The hunters were machines, not humans, which meant her telepathy was worth squat against them. Hell. That left Harmony. Shielded as she was, Bella could still read her body language. The girl was in her own bad place. Her eyes darted nervously out to catch whatever glimpse she could of the diving hunters. Her lips quivered, shaping a silent and nervous prayer. Her hands clasped in fear. All right. Harmony, can you give me the same power up you do for board? I might be able to do more for scope. Harmony shied away, refusing to even look at Bella. She crumpled up against some fallen armor. She was shivering. Perfect. Bruno had always heard that there was a perfect moment when suddenly you knew exactly what you were doing, what you needed to do, and how you were going to do it. A moment when everything went right and you were in the groove and everything else just fell away. He'd never expected to feel a moment like that. Ever. He'd always been not quite the never was. Like all of Bull's squad. Bulwark's misfits. He'd heard enough of the insults, the jabs, the sneers, had been overwhelmed with them. Enough that he had taken the words to heart. Half-baked and halfway there, and never quite good enough for a real team. Which was why the sudden certainty, the feeling of that moment, was all the more astonishing. He could see it, feel it, taste it. He knew what to do. He knew he could do it. All he had to do was take the steps through time and to trust. Trust in his teammates and in their leader, because while no one placed any faith in Bulwark's misfits, no one discounted Bulwark. The training kicked in. The endless hours spent optimizing their strengths, compensating for weaknesses, weeks and months spent exploring their potential as a team. All it took was an idea, and they could see it through. Acrobat skidded to a halt and watched the wolf bounce again off Bull's shield. The big man fell to a knee and coughed blood, and after a moment, rose again. He wasn't beaten yet. Acrobat grinned. Bull, 
wasn't beaten yet. Bella turned away from Harmony, who was a wreck, a liability, a civilian who needed protection for all intents and purposes. Taking a deep breath, she laid her hands on Scope's shoulders. All right, then. Let's work with what we've got. Do what she could for Scope within the limits of her own strength. She dug deep and poured it out. Scope, the weakness of those birds is the mouth. They have to open up to fire the energy cannon. That's your best target. She ignored the tunneling of her vision and the fact that it was starting to gray out to give Scope everything she had. After all, if Scope couldn't pull this off, it wouldn't matter. They'd be toast, and the Goldman Catacombs would win again. Bella knew her limits, and she was approaching them fast. Vision went first, fading, so she just closed her eyes. She was already crammed into a nook in the armor, and that was holding her up, so that when her knees began to wobble, she stayed where she was. Just had to hold on a little longer. A little longer. Oh, that was enough. Bella croaked as her legs gave out and she crashed to the ground. Still awake, but not by much. With numb, weak fingers, she fumbled at her belt for a glucose pouch. Dive. Red flew forward, tumbling away with smooth execution. It was barely enough. A desperate slash of claws found a tentative grip on his shoulder and drew blood. Red vaulted left and made a break for it through a row of power suits. It bought him a moment as the wolf crashed into a line of suits, toppling them over. At least that was something. But he couldn't keep this up, and as far as he could see, he couldn't hurt this thing. Run! Run, idiot! He needed a breather, a second to stop and think. Better yet, to watch. Everything had a weakness, damn it. The trick was to stay alive long enough to see it. Behind him, he heard the screech of powerful claws digging against indestructible steel as the wolf righted itself, and then a hard, repetitive clanging as, once again, the monstrosity propelled itself in hot pursuit of its quarry. That would be me. The wolf was closing the distance again. Red risked the look back and immediately wished that he hadn't. He had seconds, seconds, before it tore into him. Dodge left. No, faint left. Dodge right. He flew up, caught the pommel of a power suit sword, and let his momentum swing him up and around. The wolf shot past him, letting out a surprised yelp as it fumbled to a desperate stop, its limbs flailing and rump skidding on the ground. Red stifled a gasp as he felt his shoulder give and managed a clumsy flip to land on his feet. Maybe he shouldn't have showboated out there on the practice course today in front of Victrix. Hubris. It always comes back to bite you in the ass. It's bigger, stronger, and faster, but it can't maneuver worth shit. He watched the wolf lose control, skid, tumble over, and roll to a stop. Now hide, fool. Red gritted his teeth popped his shoulder back into place, and raced for cover in the dense forest of armor, shifting his weight to muffle his footsteps. Behind him, the wolf came to its feet and growled, the sound rumbling among the metal pillars of the armor suits. His quarry.
quarry had vanished. He trotted back and found drops of blood. The baleful glare of its eyes intensified as they followed the trail, leading away through the rows of armor. He started off towards Red, knocking over power suits impatiently, arrogance and purpose in every step. Personal damage assessment, minimal. Minute points of exposure and shells. Quarry status, badly injured, losing blood. Conclusion, quarry termination imminent. Scope drew her guns and peered out through the cracks and breaks in their cover. She could make out the hunters now to some extent. They had begun to synchronize their attacks, swooping from opposite sides and concentrating their fire. Belle could hear it, but her own vision hadn't come back yet. One glucose pouch was empty, and she sucked on a second desperately. You got a shot, she asked. I don't know, Scope admitted. It kills her to say it, but she couldn't be less than honest. Take what you can get, Bella advised. If I can get my legs under me again, I can maybe give you more eye. But damn it, Scope, watch the strain. Your eyes are dying now. All I can do is regenerate new tissue. It's delicate. If I do much more, if we push things too far, it might rupture the optic nerves. Permanently. Don't worry about me, Scope muttered. Look to yourself. We might have to run soon, and you're no good to us if you can't even stand up. She turned to her right. That goes for you too, Harm. Pull it together. And what? Harmony demanded. What do you want me to do? Whatever you can, Scope answered. Or we die here and now. She took a breath and dove for the opening. The hunters were turning and descending and firing. She trained both pistols on one and emptied her clips into it. She missed. Vicky dove under the desk again, flashlight in her mouth. Then she swore, dropped the flashlight, and fired off a spell for light, the same one that had caused all the trouble for the first time. Now she could see. Paranoia was damned useful. She'd built every bit of this rig with an eye to losing components and having to switch in a hurry. More expensive and tedious to do, but in a sitch like this one. Ha! There, and there, and there. Two of the components were just her own version of surge protectors. Just because there was no evidence the Thulians used magic, no reason not to protect things she might use for other applications. She pulled the blackened, shattered crystals in their clear boxes, scrambled out from under the desk, and grabbed two more and a patch cable made of silver braided with horsehair and pure linen thread. She plugged those back in and watched as the circuit came to life magically. The third was easy. A real surge protector had tripped. She reset it. Back in business? She could only hope. She killed the light spell and scrambled back into her seat. The trace pixels were still there. Taking a deep breath, she ran a full reset with a prayer that this time the whole system would come back live. Bulwark was holding steady. For now. It was a classic standoff. The wolf couldn't reach him directly, but he couldn't do anything to the wolf, 
and the wolf was wearing him down. The laws of physics were harsh, and the force fields didn't cancel outflows. They only reflected the energy. Some of it got transferred to him. Inside his bubble, he was taking a pounding. He couldn't keep this up forever. His nose was starting to bleed. He wiped it off on the back of his sleeve. He felt as if he had gone six rounds in the ring with someone in a higher weight class than he was. Someone with a grudge. As the wolf rammed into his force fields again, raging at him from a mere four feet away, he caught sight of something moving above and behind his opponent. Not the other. No. It was acrobat. Careful not to look at the lad and give the wolf a second unprotected target, he gave Acrobat an unobtrusive hand signal. Acrobat grinned, pointed to the wolf, pointed to the army, and held up two fingers. Oh, uh, clever boy. Bulwark gave the slightest nods and braced himself for impact. The wolf backed away and set up another charge. It launched itself at Bulwark, head down, changing its tactics to ramming. Maybe whatever AI was operating it had noticed that slashing and biting weren't getting through, but bludgeoning was hurting it. It barely noticed as Acrobat launched himself from the shadows and laid a mocking slap across its face. Dag, shithead! You're it! Hooting with laughter, Acrobat somersaulted away. The wolf stopped its charge and watched the boy run. He turned to look at Bulwark, then to Acrobat, and back again. I really want to know what it's thinking, Bulwark thought, probably assessing the new threat. A much simpler one than me. If it was me... The wolf turned and charged after the boy. I'd go for the target without the force field. Bulwark watched the wolf run off. He gathered himself, let his bubble fade away, and sprinted towards the rows of older armor. Scope felt the hands on her back, grabbing fistfuls of her hair and shirt, yanking her unceremoniously back under the shelter of the fallen armor and flat on her ass. She snapped to her feet, her eyes furious and ready to give Harmony the worst beatdown of her life when she saw the scorched earth at her feet. Harmony had pulled her out of the blast fire. Safe again, and by harmless time. How much do I suck? Are you insane? Harmony screeched. Death machines on the dive, and you step out from cover? This cover won't last forever, you dumb twit! Scope shouted. We need to take them out now! The hunters answered with a heavy burst of fire. Their makeshift fortifications shuddered and groaned under the strain. One suit of armor twisted on its pivot and threatened to roll away, but fell back in a mad screech of grinding metal. They're starting to direct their fire, Scope muttered. They're peeling away the layers. Oh, God, Harmony whimpered, sinking back down and covering her face with her hands. We're dead. We're dead. Jeez, this thing is fast. Acrobat dodged another swipe, 
bouncing back and over the wolf's deadly descent. The wolf was quick, and Acrobat was extremely mindful of how it used its entire body to generate speed. Still, it was chasing a target that could turn on a dime, could leap in impossible directions, and safely land with barely a toehold. It was like trying to catch a bouncing ball. But an unprotected bouncing ball. This was a target that was not sheltered behind an invisible force field. All the wolf had to do was catch it. God only knew what was making the calculations in there. What Acrobat knew was that he had to make the equation come out in favor of him being the tasty one, which meant slow down. He had to slow down. Crazy as that sounded, this would all be for nothing if the wolf switched targets again. Keeping close, within reach. Stay tasty. Stay tasty. He felt a shiver as he leapt between outstretched claws in mid-swing, and shock as he felt the tag, one sharp claw grazing his ribs. He cried out as he watched a spray of blood droplets spatter away, following the track of the claw. He landed awkwardly, one leg buckling as his hands rushed to survey the damage. Painful, but a graze. Wolf! He vaulted backwards, barely avoiding another mad swipe, pushed off the ground with his hands, and rolled away. He leapt up again and was on the run, his breathing now labored and sharp with fear. Okay, maybe stay just a bit out of reach. He risked a quick look over his shoulder. The wolf was gaining. Of course it was. And where was Bulwark? Surely he had brought the man enough time. He cursed as he rose to the left, away from another pounce. He righted himself and ran on. Enough time to get set up. And then, in the distance, he saw it. Rising high with a gorgeous arc, ablaze with a brilliant warmth of amber and screaming its beautiful head off. Bull's flare. It sputtered at the apex, up near the very top of the dome ceiling, then cooled and burned away. Acrobat turned and raced to Bull's position. He grinned again, his hand pressed to his wound. He couldn't remember the last time he had had so much fun. Oh, God. The glucose wasn't working nearly fast enough. But that wasn't nearly as crucial as what this strain was doing to Scope's eyes. Too much, too soon, and the damage could be permanent. And then what would Scope do? Her metapower was her eyes. But it was Scope's decision. Not Bella's. No matter how strongly Bella felt that this was a catastrophically bad idea, it was still Scope's decision. If she had learned anything from the Seraphim, it was that you didn't argue with informed free will. Bella sucked down another glucose shot, then decided to make a bad free will decision of her own. She grabbed an echo stimulant pack, prominently labeled emergency use only, and smacked on the side of her neck. She'd never used one before. As the drug hit her system, she privately vowed she was never, ever going to use one again. It felt like being hit with a semi-load of Kathy Buck's double espressos made with caffeine water. Her heart sounded like a Buddy Rich solo. Well, if you can't get angel juice in an emergency... She clamped her hand on Scope's neck 
and poured everything she had into the healing, seeing neuronets and the scorched areas of the retina that needed fixing with hyperclarity, and cursing that her power couldn't make things work faster. She was so focused that she had no idea she was about to run short, until about a microsecond before she passed out cold. Uh-oh. She felt her knees just starting to buckle. Then, lights out. What did you do? Harmony screamed. What just happened? Scope grunted an answer as she caught Bella and eased her to the floor. She's done, she muttered. Took everything out of her. Scope turned and glared at Harmony. Your turn, she said. Me? What do you want me to do? Get her up, Scope said. Come on, juice her. I'll bet she can turn some of that healing stuff on herself with a boost. Oh, I don't know about that. I don't think it works like that. She's out. I, I might have before. Well, then why didn't you? Scope demanded furiously. Harmony put her back against the machine, shrinking away from Scope's rage. What do you want from me? I'm not like you. I'm, I'm not, I'm not cut out for this. I got scared, all right? I panicked. I'm still panicking. I'm all sorts of panic right now. Call me panic, girl. Call me. Scope leaned forward and slapped Harmony. Hard. Ow! What the hell are you? Stop it, Harm. Take a breath. Remember how you were at the beginning? Remember why Bull gave you your call sign? Be- because I was kind of excitable? You were batshit psycho, yeah. But we helped you, didn't we? Yes, Harmony said in a whisper. You learned to bring it down, to ease it out, to breathe. Harm, breathe. Harmony took a breath. Now, exhale. Harmony exhaled. Again. Harmony took a few long breaths and then let out a long, wavering sigh. Her lips began to tremble. She looked up at Scope with terrified eyes. I don't know what to do, she said softly. Help me. Scope replied, with a firm conviction that she wasn't sure she actually felt. Excuse me up. We need to take these bastards down and get back to Bull. Harmony raised her hand and tentatively laid it upon Scope's shoulder. She gripped hard, then stopped, her eyes going wide. But what if Bella was right? she asked, her voice shaking. Or what if this messes you up for good? Scope didn't answer. It was possible. Her eyes were on fire. She could feel the light hitting her retinas like daggers. Bella wasn't kidding. Her eyes were dying. She gritted her teeth and made her choice. Yes. You've been listening to the 